Oh, hi there. It's James. Um, just interrupting this broadcast to say, if you like the podcast, can you please go onto iTunes, subscribe to it, leave a review, say how much you like it, and maybe get in touch with us. <laughs> if you like wine, if you like a bargain, if you live in London and your name is Justin. Marvin. Marvin, that's better. Uh, why not? Get involved with the Drop Wine app. You can download it at dropwine.co.uk and they will deliver wine to wherever you are in London within the hour. Quite the service. Great selection of wines. So um, get involved with that and you'll get £10 off your first order when you enter Kitchen on Fire in the promo code. So, you know, fill your boots and then your glass and then your mouth and your gullet and then your belly and then the lavatory. Yeah, I'm really sorry to listeners because I basically haven't listened to any of our December episodes back. Because you've been off your head. Because I think I was pissed for all of them. And and then I was like, didn't shift to S&D today and thought I'm going to go into the, have a run as I often do Wednesday afternoon and go into the pod sober. And then Ian, the little uh, enabler that he is, said, do you want to have a little final lunch at Gazellig? I said yes. And we went with a friend of the podcast, Margot Elspeth Tyson. Ah, you had a you had a Gwes yeah, Gwes, lunch. yeah, yeah. That that hand that invitation was not extended in my direction. I was just in a sandwich shop, smelling a chicken, arguing with a guy who had an inability to see croissants. To see, qu- <laughs> imagine that. You literally can't see them. No, it's just like blind spots on his vision. Yeah, still cross about that, are you? Yeah, still cross. I'm in a strange mood. Um, I'm still cross about Grayson Perry. Why? What's up with him? Well, it was like a throwaway. It's one of those things we could talk about the Liverpool Echo maybe on the back of Gary Usher's appearance as well. Like one of those throwaway things that someone just takes out of context or misrepresents, and they don't even mean it maliciously. But you're like, anyway, Grayson Perry. There was a report in probably the Telegraph, looked like that, saying that the person to run the coffee program at the Tate uh, they needed a new person to do that and it was, the salary was £39,500 and Grayson, uh, and it said that's £5,000 more a year than uh, exhibition curator would be paid and Grayson Perry said uh, I give up, they've won <laughs> so I was like well that's kind of fucked up for many reasons one being to suggest it's a zero-sum game between artists and baristas. <laughs> it's like, well, they've won, so we might as well give up. It's not quite how it works. And B, just generally the idea that they're comparable things. It's like, you wouldn't say, oh, fucking dentist gets paid £90,000 a year. Well, me as a, as a, as a, as a zoologist on 60000 might as well give up because a dentist is like, you don't... Are you suggesting who, who that like Because you said, oh, they've won and you've said it's not that, but you suggesting that like, they're, you're encouraging them to actually go to war? I, I, well, I think he is. You know, baristas versus... I think he is saying there needs to be... Museum curated, curators. Like, street... Gallery. Like, hand-to-hand combat in the street... Who do you reckon's going to win? 
probably the artist because, like, what have you got as a barista? You've got a porter filter. They're quite heavy. Yeah. And a tamper, or actually, they're both bunch of mugs. Bunch. <laughs> Bunch of mugs. <laughs> you got a bunch of mugs. You like put someone's head in a grinder. Yeah, but but actually you got chemicals. You, you got yeah. chemicals. If you're in an art gallery, it's you're not going to find. And I don't know what terps is on the battlefield. You're not going to find plugs to plug in the grinder to put someone's head in. Exactly. Are you going to bring a Jenny with you? Probably not. Yeah, probably not. Um, whereas an you artist, bowl up in one of those little Citroen bike van things. What are those little things that? Jennies. What are those little things that painters use that aren't brushes and they just just like smoosh the paint across? Oh uh, yeah, like a scraper thing. Yeah, a little scrapey thing. Yeah, it's like a very small. If you are a plasterer, yeah. like a very small plasterer's <laughs> plaster thing. Yeah, like a little palette knife thing. Yeah, yeah, that'd be them. good. Jam yeah. that in someone's ribs. Yeah. Um, terps, white, white spirit, white spirit in yeah. the eye. Yeah. Oh, that would get you, wouldn't it? Yeah. Or secretly rub it on them in secret places on their skin, and they get a rash, yeah. and they wouldn't know where it came from, and it would do. Or just like in. show them, show them like some really weird art, and be like, I, don't, I don't know what that is. You know, oh, it's expressive. It's fucking. <laughs> no, that'll get people to run off. Yeah, or something really emotional, so they yeah. just burst into tears. Yeah. Yeah, the sad barista. Yeah. Boy. Edvard Munch, he's yeah. so cross because someone's fucked up his flat white. <laughs> Ow! They, they put four shots in. Um, anyway, yeah. long story short, I love Grayson Perry, but he really robbed my feathers today to give Margot a call back from four years ago. Yeah, yeah that was good. Nice circularity. Um, good times. Yeah. James, I have a big question, and it is a serious question. You're going to think it's not a serious question, but riddle me this. I'll try Dr. Doolittle. I did very little. What, is that? Is there a rhyme or so? No. Okay. But Dr. Doolittle. Yeah. It, tell me about Dr. Do, what do you know about Dr. Doolittle? Well, he's Eliza's elder brother. Eliza, um, uh, nice. Yeah. Uh, portrayed by Eddie Murphy yeah. back in the 90s. It's portrayed by uh, Rex Harrison or somebody in the 60s. Yeah, exactly. Who also played. Oh! Didn't he play um, fucking Henry Watchmendinger? Henry in Eliza Doolittle, My Fair Lady. Oh, really? Isn't that the guy? I don't know. Circularity. Maybe this is all very well known, and that's why it's called Doctor Doolittle. Um, yeah, and anyway, so there's a new one come out, which is supposed to be absolutely horrifically, appallingly bad, with Robert Downey Jr. playing the titular. Oh. Titular? Titular. Titular sounds like a horrible word, but titular sounds good. I would say titular. Yeah, I think that is correct, but I don't think it's not as nice a word as titular. Titular sounds terrible as well. Does it? Yeah, it's like tight. It's not a good word. Depends. Tight tight pants. Yeah, too tight. It's like restricting, constricting. Um, Okay, but anyway, tell me about Dr. What you know about Dr. Doolittle. He's a friend of the animals. Talks to them. Talks to them. Uh, Has a lot of them. Right. And heals them, hence okay. the doctor. Why isn't he a vet? Who's beeping? Why is it Dr. Doolittle? Aren't vets doctors? Uh, Are vets doctors? They're not called... I don't know. Doc- you can be a doctor of fucking art, Grace and Perry. So you surely can be a doctor, doctor of fixing vet. animals. But, like, he's a doctor. Yeah. But An what, animal doctor. You, that's why the TV no, program was called Animal Doctors. Yeah, but that's weird. That was Australian, wasn't it? So that's why they have a weird take on it. But what I'm saying is you don't you don't go, like, oh, where are you taking your cat? 
oh, I'm taking it to the to the animal doctor. You're like, I'm taking it to the vet. Well, yeah, but... And everyone's like, like oh. oh, what's that film about? It's about a doctor who talks to animals. No, it's about a vet who talks to animals, or he's a doctor, and he shouldn't be fucking around I'd with animals. I'd just say it's about a dude who talks to animals. I think that's... I, I was baffled. But you wouldn't... If, if you're like, oh, who are you talking to to research your historical novel? You'd be like, oh, I'm talking to the, the doctor... Beatrice Potter because <laughs> she's a doctor of history <laughs> you'd be like I'm just talking to Beatrix Potter yeah but when people talk about it if you, I uh, don't think she was a doctor survey about a thousand people say what is Dr Doolittle about they'd, they'd be like it's about a doctor who talks to animals why no, is nobody say it's going about a, it's a vet it's about a vet who talks to animals is this your only note yep Fuck's no, sake. I've got this and one other alright let's get on to the other one this is silly well, I don't think it's silly I mm. genuinely thought like but the the Liverpool Echo are going to come for you for that. Uh, well, probably Chinham. That was a joke. That was a joke. Calm down. Don't send any more ratty tweets to Tiki off, because maybe I'll pick them up and I won't be as nice as James's. Um, my other note... No, my other note's not very interesting, actually, so... Oh, it's just a conversation I have with you. I watched uh, There Will Be Blood last night. Seriously, stop watching films. Uh, I was watching There Will Be Blood, and I was like, do you know what? I Is don't know whether I've seen all this film. No, it's very long, very boring. I feel boring. like I've fallen asleep through lots it of it. It feels like the sort of film you fall asleep in a lot. It was good. Uh, anyway, yeah, carry on. What do you want to talk about, the Liverpool Echo? Uh, nah, I can't be honest, really. Yeah, they'll be psyched, they'll be Unless listening Unless I have now. to defend Gary. I don't really need to defend Gary. I defended him... OK, well, now I have to. Back of last week's episode with Gary Usher, Gusher, the F&B artist, um, Liverpool Echo picked up on the fact that he said he wanted to chin one of their reporters. I hope it goes without saying that here at Tiki Off Towers, we don't condone violence to anyone. Anyone? Some people. Hitler. Yeah. That's it. I mean, pacifism is is fucked. If you're a pacifist, then you can fucking do one. Hmm. Yes, Sam. What? If you're a pacifist, you can do one. Your face was like, hmm, not sure I agree with that. No, no, I wasn't. I was squinting squinting my eye. Oh, we absolutely squinting Blake over there. Right. <laughs> I was quite pleased with that. <laughs> I, was, I was quite pleased with that. <laughs> Squint and play. Come you on, can do brilliant. better. You can do better. Um, anyways, so you know, I don't condone that, but I think we 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 came in for a kicking from this guy at the Liverpool Echo for suggesting that the reporting was selective. He then followed to be as incredibly selective as his possible about what we said on the podcast so all he talked about was Gary saying he was going to chin a reporter and sort of omit and, and ignored the fact that Gary had spent most of the thing saying it was his fault it was his fault it was yeah, his so, fault yeah. said that we'd um, said the whole thing was a stitch up I would argue that I had said it was a stitch up with a you know, intrinsic if not actual question mark at the end, and Gary said no, it yeah, was yeah. my fault. Yeah. Then decided that, bye mate. Um, by the broader discussion about tall poppy syndrome, that we'd compared the reporting of the Liverpool Echo to the treatment of Meghan Markle. I was like, no, that's not what I said. It was more about the psychology of what the press does to people when they believe they've got idea, you know, too big for their boots. Yeah. 
So entirely fair comparison and relevant to the sort of moment in time. I'm not saying Gary is the <laughs> northern equivalent of Meghan Markle, yeah. but I was talking about the psychology of that. Yeah. So basically I felt like the Liverpool Echo was very selective in telling us we were being too selective, no, calling them selective. I don't know. Yeah, I don't It's like the snake eating his ass. Yeah. Rubbers. Rubbers. Yeah, the other thing that I thought was weird, which Gary pointed out, is why the guy kept saying a young man. A young man. He's a young man. You threatened a young man. I was like, are are they paying underage people or not paying them to work at their newspaper? How young is this man? Yeah, if you're working for a newspaper, you probably are an adult. Adult? Adult. Is it adult fiction or adult fiction? Who knows? Um, did I tell you that I saw Daniel Day-Lewis in a pub in the middle of nowhere? No. I've told my sister last the, night. Was that a long time ago? Long time ago. Yeah, years you, ago. yeah you told me that. Oh, OK. All right. I'll cut that. Maybe on the pod. Was it? I think we've been doing this for so long. I, I wonder if there are listeners who've been with us from the beginning who are like, oh, my God, they're fucking telling oh, that story he's again. Telling, he's telling his Daniel Day-Lewis story again. Well, OK. Like your Johnny Borrell story, you must have told oh, that yeah, before. Yeah, I know. I think I've told that before. But no one's... All right, well, long-term listeners to the pod, you can send us an email, leave a review, um, but t- say if you want to hear my fascinating uh, The Time I Met. I'm, I would Daniel put, I, if I had 20 quid, I'd put it on. But let's see, because people might be like, oh my God, I really want to hear Sam's Daniel Day Lewis story. But we'll leave it up to the people. How was your shift at um, S&D today, Sam? I was a bit ratty today. You're a bit ratty. A few ratty moments. Can listen, work, can so, work. Listen, again, listeners, they know you well by now. S- Sam <laughs> came up to me and was like, I don't know what's wrong with me today, but I feel like my, I've got a very short fuse. I'm getting very angry about things quite easily. And I didn't want to be mean to you. But my first thought was, that is very much your personality type. Do you think that? Do you think that? Yes. If somebody said, "What's Sam like?" You'd be like, "Oh, he's got a really short temper." No, no, not a really short temper, but oh. ratty, like generally like irrit- irritable as opposed to. I think there's a difference between losing your temper yeah, and, and getting irritated. Yeah. And I would say you're in the latter camp. Yeah. Yeah, I am probably quite ratty. So, where are you from? Where do you live? Chichester? Yeah. I'm not from Chichester, but well, I live there, yeah. You are from Chichester. I'm not. How long have you lived there? Since I was three. Yeah, you're from Chichester. Am I? Yes. If you had lived in LA since you were three, you wouldn't be like, oh, I'm from Welling Garden City. You'd be like, no, I'm from LA. No, I'd, I'd be representing for, uh, what's the letters? WGC. For WGC. <laughs> West Side. <laughs> <laughs> uh, why? Do you not read the news? No. Massive news from Chai. Oh, yeah? Today. Is there? Yeah. They found an Iron Age warrior in a massive burial ground just outside Chai. I did not do it. <laughs> from 2,000 years ago. Ah. But what I loved, well, amongst many things that sort of uh, overlap with the Tikioff MO, not only the idea that, imagine how many ghosts around there. Yeah, plenty. 175 bodies they found. Really? How do I not know about yeah. this? Because it just came out today. There. It's massive. I would have gone down there it's and had some beers. Top of, it was genuinely top of the news on Radio 4. Really? In the Today programme. Where like, is it? Because uh, uh, it's so historical. Like They've never found anything of its ilk. Well, they, ha- they must have done, but not for... It's quite rare. Uh, just outside Chichester. I couldn't tell right. you. I mean, they literally said West Sussex just outside Chichester. 
But what I liked was that the first report said, um, oh, that's why I've had the butcher by Radiohead in my song, in my, song, in my head all day. Because warrior. They're like, a, a warrior has been found. Buried with swords and fucking spears and bows and arrows and all, Bronze sort, age Rambo. all sorts of regalia. Iron Age. Iron Age, sorry. And then they went, <laughs> they sort of, that was tentative. And then they went to the reporter who said, Yes, well, here we are in a field outside Chichester. It's, um,. Yes, I mean, he has been buried with this regalia, but it wasn't unusual for people of stature to be buried in a manner in which they saw themselves, so it's not definite that they were a warrior, but they imagined themselves thus. Which I liked, because I thought, that's baller, I'm going to get myself buried like that. Yeah. Top of the next headline, whatever the technical thing is, a warrior has been found. <laughs> it's like, no, the historian just said it wasn't probably a warrior. It, that's how you... It's like a, a rock star has been found buried with a Rick and 12-string Rickenbacker. That won't be me. I sold mine. Ah. Uh, but I am a rock star. When did you sell it? A while ago. Uh. Times were tough. Do you... Th- there's a big drawback to this, though. It means they're going to build a terrible museum, a rubbish visitor centre, and I'm probably going to have to go there on a rainy day with my kids. I don't think it's that historical. Well, you should see what they built. Um, there's a museum... What was the Mildenhall treasure? Was that... In the, like, the 80s, 90s? Is that in a Roald Dahl book? I think it is, yeah. yeah. Boy, maybe. No. No, it's in that, um, the collection, isn't that? The short stories. Was it the Milden Hall? That doesn't sound quite right. Uh, I think that, I don't know. Is that like Suffolk? But you th- say, oh, that. that's not historical. They found a warrior in full gear, all ready to go and kick some ass in a field. Yeah. In Chichester, there is a museum called the Novium that they built at great expense over a car park, which I used to quite like that car park, uh, and they built it there. Nobody... You used to like a, a car park? Is yes. that all you've got for the podcast this week? It was a good week? car park A to car park, park you liked. Yeah, it was a good car park to park in. Um, but they built this museum because there's, like, a tiled floor. And they built a whole museum over it. And you can see that they're like, we haven't got enough to hang this whole building on, you know, interest-wise. So you go upstairs and then there's, like... Outfits from Elizabethan times and stuff, and there's no connection. And I think there's a little section about pirates. It's absolute nonsense. You've got to, you've got to, you know, it's difficult, mate. It's difficult for the provinces to make any money. You've got to fucking get your tourists but in where some, you can. Get the warrior in there. Not everyone's got motherships and caves up their sleeve. Yeah, or the Jorvik Viking Centre. Yeah. Or well, oh, where else? There was a place. That also, I think we did motherships and caves. And then somewhere with a lot of stalactites and stalagmites. Ah, oh, love them. Can't remember Great way to Oh, maybe that was Mother Ships and Scaves. That would make sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, we've got nothing. There's like a butterfly museum, but I think somebody said all the butterflies died and a dog got in there or something and ate a load of them. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. Um, oh. What else is there? There's the Fishbourne Roman something. Rubbish. Ripon, where I'm from. Very small city. I think it's the second smallest city after Ely in the country. And there's one museum. It's the uh, police museum. I oh, see. That's good. Never been. Oh, L- really? Lived there. All, obviously, lived there all my life. Other than living in London, never That'd been. That'd be cool. The... See a truncheon, handcuffs. That's it. Though you know, guns. Well, no, we don't have guns, do we? Um, probably don't have guns even back. They must have had guns back in the day, though. Muskets. Muskets. Um, James, who's on the pod this week? Uh. 
I don't want... I think... Unless I'm misremembering, I'm pretty sure this is the first time we've had... Guests from the sordid, seedy... Some say illegal world of... Restaurant fighting. <laughs> restaurant, restaurant PR. Sorry. I've briefed them, which we rarely do with guests, because I was like, you fucking got to show up with some good stories. Because I don't want to spend the entire conversation just haranguing them and calling them snake oil salesmen or salespeople. Yeah. So, uh, without further ado, Gemma Bell of Gemma Bell and Company, founder thereof. Arrogant. Like and, restaurants uh, and her PA, Alice Greer. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Okay, we're going to try and stay professional, Sam, because... Sorry. You guys no, no, are being no, no. quite because, serious. Because there's cakes there's, and champagne. There's a serious note to this. Just because I can feel this descent, which it will, and I hope it does, but into... Cackling. ...good, silly chat and gossip. But, it's, um, it's quite serious, isn't it? Quite serious. Yeah, have you never listened really before? Serious. Actually, Sam and I... People call us the Parkinson... Um, <laughs> the journalists. <laughs> oh, I'm Parkinson and Norton of, of the 2020s. Interesting. Michael like Frost Nick Graham on a weekly it's, basis. Yeah, wow, uh, you guys. So but you're Who's our first PR, PRs. We're honoured. Honoured. That's not actually true. It's not strictly true, isn't it? No. Oh, so, Barber. No. Okay. So well, she's marketing. Yeah. Sophie Orbum came on with Jeremy okay. Lee. So actually, uh, we're sloppy yeah. seconds. No, but we seconds. didn't. No, but we didn't sort of deep dive on oh, the CD slash sort of immoral world of public relations. Immoral. Well, can you I get a knife? That. Is there a knife for these cakes? James. Do we have to eat the cakes? Are oh, you kidding? I'm starving. Yeah, okay. I had some I'll soup for lunch. Yeah. I'll get that. Um, right. <laughs> a lot of our listeners work in restaurants, and then a lot don't. I reckon both parties will be interested to hear why. I asked for a brief, James. I know. <laughs> This, I shouldn't have to give you a brief of this question. So we you can prep. An PR's prep. You should, well, you should, have, you should have guessed the questions. Oh, um, Wait, don't interrupt. James, ask the questions. What's the point, what's the point of PR? Oh, for goodness sake. <laughs> what's the point of PR? We help. I'm not, I, I know the point. I want you to say what the point is for our listeners. Gemma? It's Alice. PR is now, uh, in an ever-competing London restaurant scene, essential to reach the masses. Or maybe you just want, you don't want to reach the masses, you want to reach the few, uh, you want to think about who you're reaching is, who you're marketing to. Uh, restaurants are, it's a, it's a busy world out there for restaurants. Yeah. And I think what we can do, what PR or any PR, no, not any PR agency, scrap Absolutely. That, just us, um, is... We put together strategies tailored for each Sounds client. Sounds like a pitch. <laughs> yeah, don't pitch. <laughs> Am I, I pitching? Okay, it's just... Um, oh, yeah, okay, maybe we start on too serious. Uh, How are you serious? Like, Edit um, that out. Especially because you, you, know, you bring up marketing into the masses, but there's, marketing is to the masses, and PR is via, via journalists, right? That's the difference. Yeah, I mean, Thanks, PR then. is public relations, and so historically it is through journalists but comms is changing all the time um so what we do is changing and it's not just uh it's not just sort of print media anymore like it used to be sure i mean when i started it was it was you know we'd have negatives of photos that we'd put in an envelope 
and send to picture desks. Right. Um, I mean, ugh, my goodness, took forever. And then you'd hope that they'd send them back again, but they might not do. And obviously now everything's a lot quicker and a lot faster, and uh, you can get things done. Just so you can reach people, a lot more people through sort of you know, online and digital. So things have changed. It's not just it's not just traditional anymore. Traditional print. And and. and if I was sitting where you are, the thing that I find most frustrating about your job is that it's, it's, it's basically no way of accurately tracking the point of you in that. The num- <laughs> wow, thanks. <laughs> the point. In Do you that- want some? Yeah, yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and, but I mean that in a sympathetic way. It's like the number of like restaurateurs who, who struggle and... The, the most easy scapegoat is PR. Oh, PR is terrible, didn't yeah. do anything. Mm-hmm. Always uh, because, a scapegoat. Because all you do is, well, not all you do, what, what you do mm. is speak to journalists, speak to whoever needs speaking to and say, this is our client, they're brilliant. And mm. then it's sort of in the hands of the next person yeah, in a course. way to either think, yeah, this is brilliant, I'm going to review it favourably. And then if they do that, then wonderful. And if they do that, then wonderful, and the restaurant probably takes the credit most of the time. And if they give it an unfavourable review, then you're the scapegoat. And if they don't review it, then you're the scapegoat. And so the first thing to say on that is critics and reviews is just a tiny, weeny bit of what we do. It's much bigger than that. So, yes, obviously, critics are really important, um, especially you know when opening a restaurant. But actually, it's loads more. You've got to come up with loads of different creative ideas you've got to come up with stories you've got to think about the whole menu and who's behind it or the people and what are the stories there and it's not just about talking to foodies i also think that the mark of a good pr is a pr that can work with clients after launch so Mm. launching a restaurant is kind of easy you know you you email the various people over you PR not for you guys yeah you guys just cook a bit of food (laughs) but actually what's really interesting for us is working with people that have had restaurants open for years and Mm. you can actually you know, generate interesting stories or pieces off the back of that. Mm. Trim the tired old dog. <laughs> Trim the dog? Um, yeah. I was thinking, I just no. looked at my hair in the mirror. No, no, explain that, explain cut. that. And I was thinking, oh, I just look like, a, I actually look like a dog. Like a tired I think you're like an angel. And I was oh. like, but you know, like a restaurant, like an old dog, and it's a bit tired and sort of haggard. But then you cut its fringe off, and that's why it keeps walking no, into walls. I think it's different. <laughs> no, it's, we it's don't really work with tired, old, haggard restaurants. No, sure, <laughs> haggard. You know, maybe, maybe. But like you say, yeah, a place no. that's been open for a while. No, you do. You just kind of shampoo them and then put them put them out to the relevant people yeah. they need to be put maybe out flea to. Treatment, exactly. Clip their nails. Yeah. You know. But also it's about, you know, maybe we reach different demographics, so there might be a restaurant that's been, you know, marketed to in a certain way and we'll kind mm. of broaden that and mm. do that through different types of PR. That's more, way more interesting yeah. than launching a restaurant. We love re- launching restaurants, but it's so much more fun when you can work with people for years, like years and years. We worked with Ottolenghi for, what, nine years? Nine years, yeah. Angela Hartner, time. similar, you know. A-Hart, yeah. A-Hart. A-Hart. But out there listening to this will definitely be people opening their own place. Mm. Why, why should they spend... And, and I'm sure, you know, this is what you charge, but as a ballpark, i say £2,000 a month. Why should they Bargain. commit that, <laughs> <laughs> that much budget to PR when... Because you can tell when places don't. What we get a lot of the time is people coming to us... Tell? People come to us when Sorry. their restaurant has been launched for a few uh, a few months, yeah. so kind of six months, and they say, oh, we've launched this restaurant, nothing's really happened, no one's come through the door. 
and then we have to kind of well, no, sometimes we'll pick up the pieces if it's a good place. Yeah, if we want to work with them, we'll yeah. pick up the pieces if we don't. We but might. it's tricky. It is, it's one of those, drop. It's one of those things where, you, I don't know, it's, not all journalists rely on PRs, but a lot of journalists do get their information from PRs. Of course, and this, busy. Is, this is... Um, this was sort of a conversation we had at lunch at Gazellig was like, oh, the big five PR has no, you know, reviewers. Mm. And I know it's not just about critics, yeah. but for, for us, it, in mm. a way, it is. You oh, know, it's so important. It's they are validating. so important. Yeah. And what I was saying was that's not the, the, no, I know, I know. the whole but, of our job. That's um, just a very small part of what we do. Ian, who we share the office with, <laughs> was saying, you know, a press release isn't going to get Charles Corrin into your restaurant. It's like, A, it fucking well is. And B, even if it doesn't directly, these guys read Eater, they read mm-hmm. Hot Dinners, mm. and they, even if just by one step they end up going, because that, that's how it works, like, that's the system. But um, it's also, it's, it's, sort could, of, it's I, everything. It's, it's social media, it's getting the right people in at the beginning. Not all influencers, we can talk about influencers a bit later. Mm-hmm. But it's about getting, you know, getting people in. It's about making a little bit of noise in the direction of the right people where they're going to go, oh, that's interesting. Maybe you're going along there. Of course we send uh, press releases to the critics and to their editors. So what, what is it about a potential client that gets you lit up or makes you think... We've been thinking no. about this a lot recently, mm. haven't we? It's really difficult because we've got such a range of clients. Sorry, I'm eating cake. We've got such a sorry. Um, I introduced you as Gemma's PA before you arrived. You so didn't. Gorgeous. Can you, wow. Can you, can you, a bitch. I'm Gemma's wow, bitch. That's so rude. <laughs> as a joke. But Jeez, so sorry. could though, could could you just probably introduce, introduce yourself, yourself Alice? We never, we never make people do that, but now I feel like a dick. My name's Alice. So what else do you want to know? From Leeds. <laughs> Leeds, Leeds, Leeds. <laughs> She's MD of Gemma Bell and Company, and she's extremely important. Also a doctor. MD, <laughs> managing director, it's very important. Did you actually introduce me? Did you say Dr. Alice? <laughs> First thing you mean, Beth. This is just Gemma Bell, am I just as a no, okay. oh. we, were about, we were talking about how Dr. Newlist is not a real doctor, and now you've revealed you are a doctor oh as well. <laughs> and then I said, as a joke, Gemma Bell of Gemma Bell and Co. plus her PA, Alice. Wow. Brutal. Harsh. Brutal. I can't Harsh. remember what I was saying now, was but just forget it. it. Sorry. And <laughs> so I'm disgusted by yeah. it. Yeah. Where do we go from here, really? I'm disgusted by myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to carry on a regular basis. Cake. Eat more cake, Alice. <sighs> That's very. So you, cake. Were, you were saying you were saying the the reasons why you choose to work with people. We've got we've got clients, you know, small independent places and then big Michelin star <clears throat> places. We've worked with places like Dishoom, Pizza Pilgrim. So what what is the common link between Dishoom and Dinner by Heston or big budgets to pay your fees. That's not no, true. No, that's not budgets true. Budgets range massively, and it's not. We just, work no. with really tiny restaurants mm. as well, mm. and don't charge very much. Mm. It's um, it is really hard, sort of choosing who we work with. But basically, it's the premise that we always go by: are are they really good at what they do? Whether it's two, three Michelin stars or pizzas, are they really good at what they do? Are they passionate? Are they good people? Are they honest? James is uh, no, Sam. Sam thinking, is shaking his head. I was thinking about this is why we don't work with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Passionate. Yeah. Nah. Honest. No. No. Yeah. Nice people. Nah. Yeah. yeah. Uh, also, so I did say I was going to be a dick for 20 minutes and then be nice. Be nice. Just. 
unbelievable. I asked for a fucking brief. <laughs> Alice, is there anything is else? Is there, what what um, do we look so, for so in clients? Can I, can I, can we turn down it, business a lot, actually. Alice, I did we, say to Alice, like, no brief, but want some good stories. You don't have to mm. name names. But presumably along the road, there must have been plenty of clients who you thought were going to be great and yeah. for whatever reason weren't. And yeah. And then you work out how to back away. So how do you, you how back do you, out? It's you but so yeah. t- tied into that. Uh, yeah. my, can I say that? Yeah, um, yeah. My sister works in like medical PR. Like, wow, that must repre- be different. Yeah, but, but different. like representing, you know, like horrific, awful pharmaceutical companies. <gasps> that might not be Big true. Budget. That might be true. Big I budget. I my sister under the bus. Yeah, you really <laughs> but, did. Um, <laughs> but she was saying like how horrible some clients are. You know, that it's quite a combative relationship and we, we don't have a huge amount of experience working with PR companies but the idea of being rude to any of the people mm. or you know sort of angry like actually you know verbally aggressively angry towards people and she's like that's sort of the tone in that industry unnecessary. but is that is that no I know obviously unnecessary and not what you would want but I'm like in, in our experience but we I've never seen that but like, does that? No. Do you, have you come across that in in not, food? Not, <laughs> not really. I mean, Rudo. Sometimes we uh, do have it. Sometimes, and then we do back away. Yeah, we have. We. It's difficult. It's a very high pressure industry, and you know, things like that do happen. I think we're we're very conscious of our team, supporting the team, aren't we? Yeah. Making sure yeah. that we we work Rudeness with nice people. Rudeness to our team is unacceptable. Yeah, so if that happens, then it's like, like that sort of the common vibe is quite combative, aggressive. No. It? In, oh in, no. In, you know, through a lot, a lot of different companies. So Not with hospitality. Yeah, because Not I, with us, I lot. I think that it is such a great industry. I mean, we absolutely love it. And people do often say to me, like, you know, have you ever thought about going, like, why are you focused on hospitality PR? Yeah. Why have you thought about anything else? And I said, well, actually, because hospitality is just so great. It's just so, everyone's so nice and it's really exciting. Also, kind of, my background is in hospitality, working in restaurants and bars, so right. it's, it's what I know. Yeah. And we love it, and it's just a lovely industry. Have you two finished um, doing post-its to each other? <laughs> yeah, who was on that list? I wrote a, a question about... a possible client of yours and Alice shook her head like no <laughs> do not bring that up so okay. not bring that up and then I wrote Aldo Zilli <laughs> never been a client <laughs> thank you very Things much cost, though. if you keep working oh thanks Sam really one, <laughs> one day come on Aldo <laughs> no so, but we are picky about clients we want to work with good people is that what you turned down drop <laughs> Drop, you're really great. Delicious wine. No, we didn't think that doing an app was very us. But, uh, yeah, interesting. Probably could be. That's probably Maybe. a good call. Maybe. going technological. At the time, we didn't wrong. feel like it was right. Sam, do you want yes, cake? I, I had a piece of that one, actually. What's this, this one? one? This cheesecake. is macadamia nut cheesecake. These are delicious. From Otterlengi. Otterlengi. Hashtag client. Hashtag client. Yeah. Yeah, you've got to do that now. All right. Get in trouble. Amazing that you lasted nine years with him, because he's renowned being really one of the most unpleasant people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's difficult. <laughs> yeah, he's got a really terrible oh, reputation. So, so awful. Very aggressive. Worse yes. than James's. Fisting. <laughs> Fisting? What? <laughs> Fisty, as in cuffs. <laughs> London restaurants. You, so you nine years mm-hmm. uh, with Otto Lange, but how long have you been? 
Um, went freelance about ten years ago and set up the company. Yeah, about nine years ago. I don't know. I lose track. I feel like next next twenty twenty one. Actually, October twenty twenty one will be ten years officially. Yeah. As a limited company. I've just remembered our first ever encounter. Oh no! When was that? Where was that? I've got well, terrible not names, but one of your clients. Ah, oh, this is really embarrassing because I was such a bad writer. But I reviewed um, one of your clients' restaurants. Right. And was this for Delicious or? It was for LoveFood.com. Oh, glorious! Oh, and and I and I was um, not very nice about them. Right. And got a phone call from you. Very nice phone call <gasps> from you the next oh. day saying name redacted is pretty unhappy about your review um, on lovefood.com yeah uh, he, <laughs> he, com- he I don't com- remember this he comped your entire meal and is and is and is and can't believe you said the things you said about him oh dear and and I had to say he didn't comp the whole meal because I drank like a fish he didn't no no he drank like a fish and then we got a bill what he, he comped a few snacks at the beginning and then we went down to the restaurant and he insisted on joining us even though we hadn't asked oh, him to. Oh, hang on a minute. And then... Downstairs, where's that? And Snakes then... joining you. And then, and then was, like, appallingly <laughs> racist to his staff, <laughs> sexist, like... I mean, this is 20, 2010, this is when all this stuff was cool. Can the record <laughs> state that I didn't work at John Bell? Oh, my gosh! I'd be like, I didn't and, work at John Bell. <laughs> Who the hell are like, you talking oh God, about? This guy's a monster. Let's and just, keep like, it off the record. Politely said, the restaurant's lovely and he's an arsehole. I, I, I've I, never worked with an arsehole. Actually, that's okay, a lie. So that's gonna, a lie. Obviously, you're going you're gonna to beep. Uh, yeah, I'll beep the name. Oh, oh. yes! <laughs> oh, yeah. And then he claimed that he comped the whole thing. He was like, you didn't comp it. Yeah. You fucking joined us for dinner and we paid your bill. What a chief. So you know he said when um, we only you. work with nice people and then we back away when they're not very nice. Yeah. yeah. Backed away. But that's not your... That was that's early days. Not, like, that was yours. early days. <laughs> I was freelance and then I backed the hell out of there. He'd have, like, See he had Eastern European waiting staff oh, and, and he'd, man. like, do, like, silly impressions of them mm. to their face. Oh, my goodness. Uh, it was uh, unbelievable. inexcusably awful, and I just politely said he was a bit of a dick. James, I'd like to apologise now for phoning right. you up the well, next you were day. Doing your job. Yeah, but uh, yeah, you won't do that again. But that's yeah. not your fault. I mean, you're going to work with assholes and people that you meet. And the, yeah, I don't want to though. No, I don't sure. want to. I don't, Sorry, I don't think many people do. No, but. Um, but like, you know, Judge you, of character is a tricky thing, though, isn't it? Yeah. I, I find that in my personal in, life as well. Especially in an I don't mean... <laughs> <laughs> I do that personally. Especially in I don't mean to sort of um, put down what any of us do, but, you this. know, the, the in, in a world where there's a lot of surface to it. Yeah. Not necessarily in a bad way. Okay. But, you know, there is a lot of surface in, in food in the same way there is in music or in yeah. fashion. And, and there can be great sort of depth to things, whether it's a restaurant, whether it's a point of view of food mm-hmm. or whatever it is. But there's a lot of surface as well, which is great and can be exciting and fun and all of the rest of it. So there's no wonder that there's a lot of surface and, and you're going to, you know, work with somebody and then you're like, oh, my God, they've got, you mm-hmm. know clan robes and they're 
locker yeah. or something. But yeah. they're probably trying to impress. I mean, That's a lot of people saying. are probably trying to impress <laughs> us <laughs> as well as we're as we're impressing them. Well, well I was about to say it's a bit. You're all trying to impress it's each like other. It's a bit of a date. Isn't like it, it is yeah. a bit like a date. It's a bit like a first date where yeah. everything's shiny and everyone's on best behaviour. Yeah. And then you sort of you know you sign up. You're working with someone, and then yeah, sometimes you know reality is like oh. That's interesting. Yeah, I think kind of talk, talking You're quite about an angry person. And, and I'm not saying sort of to throw people under the bus and name names, but I think that sort of those conversations about, you know, what, what it is to be a good client. Yeah. You mm. know, because this isn't just, oh, you know, <clears throat> make sneery comments about <clears throat> PR or whatever, but, you know, what's a, what's a good client? To yeah. you guys, you know what? What's what are you That's looking for? That's such a good question. I know. I know. Yeah. Someone that works with us. <laughs> someone is yeah. brilliant. You're brilliant at this. Um, someone that works with us, don't you think? Like someone that is on. The best thing about the best clients is when they know that we're on their team. We're on their side. When it's tricky is when they're a bit um, sort of standoffish or. Um, it might be a, a more junior person in their team that is working directly with our team and they might not non- understand that actually we're there to help. We're part of the team. We want to be, we have this very kind of like in-house, uh, I don't want to say approach, that's so PRE, but you know. We're still on our pitch, aren't we? I know, I'm still on the pitch. <laughs> well, just, just, just to help you out there, um, I would say a mayor culpa of mine and Sam's is that you pay a PR company to do your job mm. and then get a bit annoyed when they're like emailing you about That's, can, we, can yeah. we do this and do that and they're, like a little, they're like a little dog just there being like <laughs> it was like <laughs> fucking idiotic of, of, of us and me so, and yeah. like, oh. I'll give it the time it's not, for, for RPRs listening it's not like I'm genuinely annoyed but it's just like it's just one of the million voices that you get in your inbox and and your point is that you know, a you're trying, you're part of the team, and you want to help, and b we're banged. I don't know how good, you be this person. And good, I'm like, just stop fucking suggesting things to make our business. Stop run being better. creative. Yeah, stop being off. good at your job. Yeah. So, so, but you I, must get it the other way as well, where you get people going, right? I need my an advert on a hot air balloon. Can you sort it out? The naked ladies walking down the street. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's the matrix. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's funny, I think there's a balance with pestering hospitality people as well. I think we always drill into our team, like do not tech chefs during service, you know, and try and you know, try and kind of find solutions before getting in touch with people where you can. But obviously you do need you do need things from clients. And it is a it's a, it's an ongoing challenge. It's always gonna be a challenge because everyone's so busy. But we kind of we, we wanna so hear so from, from chefs and from, you know, restaurateurs, like what is the easiest way to communicate with you? Is it a phone call? Is it pager. WhatsApp? Is it pager? <laughs> oh, fax Pigeon? machine. <laughs> no, you can only call us on payphones. <laughs> Again, Matrix. <laughs> trying to be serious and Matrix. <laughs> but there's no point in sending a million emails that yeah. are really long and boring that you just go, I haven't got time to read that. That's and it's like, Oh, done and my job, sent my email. Yeah, it doesn't tick. work like that. No. No. No, but nothing's perfect, and, and we, you know, we just spend our lives, all of us, I don't mean we as restaurateurs, like we as human beings, of like just fucking inbox nightmares. Yeah. And Have you, hang on, can we just talk about your out of office? Because you have. Nobody on, I think... nobody on planet Earth is more fond of an out of office than James. <laughs> J- James goes to the toilet. <laughs> I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure office. you have a, um, a, little, a little line that says, you know, you're just busy living your life and you might oh, get back or you might not. That's not an out of office, thank you, Alice. That's what is that, then? That's my signature. 
which says <laughs> something like, I might have been reading too many wellness books. I've never read a wellness book in my life. Uh, but it seemed like a cute line. But I'm really trying to stay out of my inbox, so Busy. I will be on my emails between 9 and 10 in the morning. <laughs> Wow. Do you really say that? What a wanker. And it's not true. Time is money, baby. Time is money. It's not. (laughs) (laughs) I wish it was. (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine if we had that on our signature strip? We might get back to you between the hours of... Wow. I, I say, give me a call if it's urgent, because I'm not. I'm trying not to be in my email all day. That's, that's the one, fine. That's the, but that's the bit I don't understand. Because I don't phone, like picking up the phone. No, phone calls. <laughs> phone calls are the worst thing in the world. I hate the phone. I never answer the phone. I'm like, why are you calling me? <laughs> yeah. Confused. Hey, can, Someone's dead. Welcome, Someone must well, be dead. Can welcome to ten yeah. yards down the road. Yeah. That's where I'm kicking you. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, what a wanker I am. Also, out of office. Yeah. Brilliant. Loves an hour I've only ever tried to do one once, which was on holiday uh, this year, last year, and I put it on and did the wrong thing, so it, email, it emails every single message. Oh, yeah, that's not oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. Rookie. Whoops. Yeah. That's because I'm always on. I'm just always yeah, available just 24 hours yeah, a day. Just don't call you. Yeah, <laughs> Sam operates in a sort of, like, what's above? Sub is below. What's above? Above. Super. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah, operate this sort of super inbox yeah. realm. Yeah. You don't you don't bother yourself with very little. Do you need trivial. more emails? I can email you. <laughs> we can bother you if you want. The only person who does. <laughs> the thing is, James, James gets. I would say James probably gets eighty percent of the emails. Actually, no, that's not fair. James you probably gets... Why is that? James, Why? James, no, 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 no. What I was going to say, I was actually going to walk that back. I was going to say James probably gets seventy percent of the emails that we receive and he deals with probably 95% of the emails we receive so you know so that's like to... a 5% just fuck off but it's, it's also <laughs> yeah. not hearing back delete PR yeah. but it's also that thing of like <laughs> yes. you know when we're in the office all four of us and everyone's like yeah I'm just really plowing through the inbox and I'm like yeah, yeah me too <laughs> <laughs> if, I, if I inbox even my YouTube suggestions. <laughs> Newsletter yeah. from Asda. I'm like watching a film going, yes, yeah. tough one today. Oh my god, Luke Skywalker's hand just got cut off. Hey, spoiler. <laughs> yeah, so. um, it's not the Matrix. <laughs> I started to ask you a question about eight days ago and somehow it got uh, how do you see the it seems like a really boring obvious question but I, I'm hoping the answer will be interesting pressure uh, how how has the London restaurant industry changed in the last ten years since you Blimenek you you've got obvious, 30 seconds obvious answer uh, it's got way more interesting um, I think people are being much more adventurous Neighbourhood restaurants becoming far better. High Com- quality competition, competition is up, up, up. Yeah. What's it's interesting? Not doing. <coughs> I well, everyone's obviously kind of going that um, you know after Jamie closing and after um, sort of chains closing, is it is is life getting harder for restaurants? And I don't think it is. I just think it actually just everyone's much more discerning on what they want now. No one wants just like. Shit pasta. You had the whole out. thing in the last crash, a load of restaurants closed that just weren't doing that well in it. The kind of more mid range restaurants, like more reasonably priced restaurants, really mm. took off, didn't they? Mm. The kind of pulpo generation of yeah. restaurants. Yeah. 
Which is fantastic. It's interesting that to really think what's going to happen. I don't know, things are going to change a lot over the next couple of years. But the last crash sort of ushered in the new age mm. of London restaurants. And yeah. it, I think it's terrifying and, and intriguing to... Well, if there is another recession, which there probably will be, mm. um, I would think... Um, not because I'm an economist, but because I read other economists. I say read, I listen to them <laughs> on podcasts. Um, you know, whether that'll usher in the end of it or just mm. a sort of new wave. Because there mm. already is a, a new wave forming. And part of it is things like food halls, but they've yeah. not been... There's, it, you know, arcade has mm-hmm. had some... You know, a lot of them have had some quite bad press and the Essex um, market halls didn't do so well and you know uh, that's I would say the, the the market thing has been quite a harbinger is not the right word but an indicator of a shifting mm. market but, I, but uh, I actually think and um, neighbourhoods uh, the same I, yeah. but, but I had a conversation with somebody today who's planning on opening quite a super high end place yeah. and I was like actually do you know what right now I mean I wouldn't want to open a restaurant right now but if I was, I'd probably balance it out a bit. Like, there's also the thing of what's that place, the high up place that, with the caviar on a tortilla or something? What's Decimo, standard. Decimo. Yeah. yeah, it's like probably well, one of their clients. Yeah, which is not, but they're friends. Which, which, which maybe is. I'm, no, I'm not dissing it at all. But I'm saying, yeah. you know, that's an expensive. The kind of extra, yeah. like maximalism yeah. thing. Because ultimately, yeah. there's still rich people around, there and rich people want to so, dump money on food yeah. and wine and all the rest of it. And it's like, yeah, they're opening markets, which are cheaper, quicker, more mm-hmm. casual. But also, people are opening spendy fucking restaurants. And if you There's look at the places that are There's closing a lot of money. over and over again recently, they're not the spendy places. No. You know, they're not the really expensive high-end places. They're, you know, the market in Essex or their mid-market restaurants. Yeah, well, places that grew too quickly. I think yeah. people that got a bit greedy. And Yeah. I think that's the thing. I think that, you know, you can have one successful restaurant, open another one might work open another one open another yeah, one like you've got to in. you've got to <laughs> not talking about best. you guys but you have to be really focused and have to be really continuous Padella's Con- been great Padella's been really good obviously with Bias one of our they clients ridiculously reserved yeah. they are real perfectionists um, on what they want and what so 2016, they 2016 the first 2016 I know I've been like crazy. come on guys open another one they found the site and they're opening next month which we're very excited about we've got Tim on Two next weeks, week, weeks. Oh, that'll be entertaining. No, next what week. Next, next week. week, yeah. Um, but the interesting thing about the sort of <laughs> <laughs> the interesting thing about market halls and places um, like you know Curb Seven Seven Dials, it's done. Is that what it's called? No, it's done really seven well. I mean, isn't that just an evolution of the street food sort of movement that was going on years ago? And I can't even remember how long ago it was that we were all just like, oh wow, street food is like up. The quality is amazing. People are being really creative, doing really interesting things. They're doing that, but now it's inside. Is that like... I just feel like everyone is slightly... And I say this with the caveat of I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, A. And B, I've never (laughs) been to a single one of these markets. Okay. Uh, But it seems to me that everyone has slightly moved on from street food by the Mm. time... These markets kicked in, and maybe that's the, but so not that's very the street foodie. So it was, yeah, so that's maybe uh, that's some the of them are, but maybe that's the street foodie guys step. have. Yeah, it's a logical next step of a bit more sort of foundational, a bit more established. Yeah, yeah. But it's still that sort of vibe that you're going up to a front to go and get it, and then yeah, you're you've got to given a buzzer. People and just you want sit choice, down don't they? Yeah, but I choice. think that's that's the thing that they get wrong. You know, the arcade place is basically like it's just sort of smaller versions of restaurant 
little restaurants, great restaurants. Alice is fucking annoyed by what you just said. <laughs> oh, is it? But purely because... But no, listen. Alice, no. you've got to come back. I, I'm, I'm not through... I've been there. I've been there twice and I've had an all right time both times. You said but, it was terrible. Um, but the the main problem is... is the, <laughs> you said you had a terrible time. Is the communication... And people don't you know what the fuck they're doing. Time. Yeah, because I didn't know what I was you doing. You know we launched OK, don't you? Yes, oh, I know. Yeah. Oh, oh, my God. It's not your fault. <laughs> you just got a list of our clients you're going to run through. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just go through. I did. Like, run through. Tick off, tick off. Yeah, shit. Yeah, crap. But, yeah. Okay, but, no, 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 no. No, but, but, but you did your job great because everyone was talking oh, about it. We did. Thanks. Do you know what we really did? did? But sorry, it's not your job to teach people how yeah. to eat there. That's not no, your job. No, you're absolutely right. that's their job. And that's why I'm saying they got wrong. And you can agree or disagree, and I'm not trying to make you fall out with your client at all but everyone talks about Sorry. that place everyone was talking about it like it was brilliant and I was like it's a fucking nightmare I don't so you think did your job great there. but the but the place itself is like where do I sit where do I, how do I actually get food and I'm getting told off for walking to the wrong place were you and just I'm going like, behind the kitchen also, I was just wandering <laughs> okay. I was climbing up on the ceiling making, for a while making up yeah. making his own jumped food jumped off a balcony you do not want to have <laughs> chips from a certain fryer in there because yeah. Sam did not know whether it anyway um, <laughs> Jesus. Can we move on? Can I? No. 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 Um, oh, wow. Just to, again, I don't want to seem like I'm just being a dick, because, well, I mean, I am. But you, you, Alice, you said, you know, people like choice in defence of these things. Like, they, they have choice. They can choose to go to any number of restaurants in London and <laughs> the whole market thing of like, oh, let's give them all this choice in one central place doesn't totally make sense. To me, but I could be wrong because I have been before. Haven't, and have you been to any of them? No, never been to any of them. So, do you have a voice on it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, of course I do. I'm not sure. That's... I don't. Ha- I don't have to have been to uh, like a market to understand how a market works. Disagree. But the thing is, I went and I don't know how it works because I was confused. <laughs> but again, that's so not, my, that's my, not my, you my point. My, that's... my my point is, if the defence of these places is people like to have a choice, then I would say there's choice everywhere. And you can just choose to go to Thingburi or the square. No, because that's a certain type of food. I think if there's a group of people, people have different dietary requirements now. It's good for a good big group of people. I think for a big group of people, they want to if if they've got a group of friends, they've all got different needs, they've all got different arriving at different times, they've arriving at different times, they've got different. uh, budgets than somewhere like arcade or market halls or that would be, be uncomfortable if you've got somebody dropping like 200 bar at, at two or something <laughs> and then somebody else is like I'm just going to get a packet of crisps yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would be really yeah. embarrassing if you're in a food court in Singapore or something you'd yeah. be like this is brilliant this is amazing I can I can have this here and this here and that here no no okay. I'd be like, Don't like it. isn't it just because it's aircon there so it's really great I don't. I haven't been. I mean, I must admit, I would rather go to a a restaurant. Restaurant. Yes. Yeah. Something fair. Yes. So, yeah. Not not Uh, disagreeing. If if if. Not do I want to go and collect my food from a counter and if 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 for five thousand people a night arcade or curb in Covent Garden. People love it. Fantastic. If people want to do it, great. All I was just not. All I was no. It's not even that. All I was saying is that I can see why there's a bit of a potential banana skin there. Because on paper, mm. all the things you've said to defend it, me as a possible operator or as a possible investor, if people like having £10 investment into their business, uh, <laughs> you know, I could see going, yeah, this makes sense. Because, like, there are loads of people, like, groups of mates with different spending, whatever, yeah, yeah, different yeah. interests and different ideas. Yeah. But actually, like, OK, but actually, how big is that market? Yeah. 
We'll find out. Let's find out. Let's yeah, see what happens over the next couple of years. What do you think about the restaurants that opened last year that are these sort of beast of restaurants, like really over-designed, 250, 300 covers? Well, like that gaff in Fitzrovia. What's it called? Which the, one? Um, the Italian... Oh, Big Mama Group. Yeah, what's it called? Yeah, actually, no, no I wasn't like... thinking about those places. More like... Uh, Sexy Fish. Sexy Fish or Amazonica uh. or the Ivy Asia. Are these kind of like massive... Well, they're, they're, I don't get it. But they're the people who... They don't give a fuck about food. They don't care about... But people eater. love them. They're, they're packed. For sure. So there packed. is definitely a market. There's packed. a market there. Oh, there's a huge market. But that's what I'm saying. If 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 we had any intelligence, we'd find some money and build one of those. Because you, you'll print you wouldn't. Money. You wouldn't. You I wouldn't. wouldn't. You'd print money. You've got I more soul than that, exactly, guys. Exactly. You wouldn't don't. want to. But it but feels like we're going back to the 90s. I used to work in restaurants like that at the end of the 90s, and I'm like, why are we going mm, back? Like 20 years. Gilded I worked much. at Titanic. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm obsessed with that place, and nobody talks what? about it. I worked there. Was Someone called the a restaurant Titanic. Marco! Marco P.O.Y. Okay, doesn't know the story. Okay, here we go. He must have some stories from Titanic. Oh, yeah. He opened a restaurant called Titanic that was underneath the Atlantic. Oh. Get it? Titanic, Atlantic. Atlantic Bar and Grill, owned by Oliver Payton, who Alice used to work for. Which is where ZL is. No, uh, no ZL is Atlantic, yeah. Yeah. And um, well, there was something under the, uh, Titanic. The entrance is on Brewer Street. Right. It's really changed. Right? It's actually where Mash is. Is Mash still yeah. open? Yeah. Uh, oh, no. no. I don't know if it is. But that is the site. And yeah, it was massive. Come on, <laughs> stories. Come on. You've got to have stories there. All that was was Britpop, David yeah. Beckham, cocaine, bands. Yeah. It was. <laughs> There was, I was telling the she team actually. The I was well. I was telling the team about it the other day, wasn't I? That saying that it was this massive restaurant. I can't even remember how many covers. And there was a VIP section at the back that was roped off. Like, who has VIP sections nowadays? Are there any restaurants? Pigeon. Pigeon. Oh yeah, Pigeon's got a really Pigeon. cool Pigeon. VIP section. Pigeon's one big VIP section. <laughs> it's the kitchen, isn't it? Um, <laughs> Yeah, there's a VIP section at the back. But honestly, I remember being... When was that? That was 94, 95? No, I think 97... I can't remember. I think I worked there 97 or something like that. I but think. Like, that would be written about in Heat, in Logan, yeah. Yeah. David Beckham coming out in the sarong yeah. or whatever. Well, I was Absolutely there amazing. on the reception desk, blisters on my feet... Marco shouting at us all to take more reservations, and yeah, so we he was, how was he there on the reg? Yeah, he was there a lot, and How's... we used to take reservations in a massive, uh, what is that? A one sheets of paper in pencil uh, during the day, and then the massive sheets would come out onto the reception desk, and we'd work out a table plan. And there were these massive, there were loads of ten tops, and we'd overbook so much that we wouldn't seat um, groups of ten, twenty, thirty. They would never eat. Well, they booked, but... But they booked. And so we just used to give them free champagne all night. The managers were like, just give them another bottle of champagne. We can't sit them down, we can't sit them down. We are like, give them more champagne. Well, Best then you've got ever. loads of drunk people on your hands <laughs> that just angry... And then they angry. just off to Polpe afterwards. For, no, Polpe wasn't open then, <laughs> Why the bother that time? Don't make up the stories, James. <laughs> but we should, we should, I reckon we're going, let's make Zadella an offer. Simpler times. You need to move on because we're going to reopen Titanic. <laughs> you, me, it would be a fucking Titanic. What's Peyton up to these days? What's Peyton? Well, oh. funny you should ask. You know he's opened a funeral parlour. 
I think I did know that. Has he really? Yeah, it's yeah. Really interesting. Really interesting. The Irish love death. always people dying. Well, yeah. that's the it. Irish the death. Irish love death. I can say that as an Irish person. Yes, you can. You're allowed yeah. to. It's kind of a cool funeral parlour. It's called Exit Here. So you can get... Is <laughs> <laughs> that like my idea when I said to Sam the other day, we should open a barber shop. <laughs> Oh, and I was like, he has good ideas sometimes. And I was sometimes. like, what, what is this? And I'm like, right, this is the thing. This is the thing. It's going to make us Shaking. some money. And he was like, I've got this idea, right? <laughs> we're going to open a barber shop. But guess what? We're going to give him booze. You can get a beer no. when you're there and a cocktail. Sorry, is that that's that's a normal barbershop, isn't it? No. Barbershop, do that. They do that. Everywhere. You're oversimplifying. Am I? I was. <laughs> Listen, no, no, guys, it's, guys it's, don't open a barbershop. It was shop. more interesting than that, but... Was yeah, it? Yeah, I mean, that's the bones of it, yeah. I didn't see much more meat on those bones. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to say it on here, because someone will steal the idea. <laughs> it was just cocktails yeah. in a barbershop. That was it's it. not that interesting. Yeah, An arch! <laughs> No, I mean, sorry, sorry, sorry. Right. Anyway, Alice is talking about Alice is talking about funerals. I mean, Alice was talking about funerals. Fucking hell! Sorry, Alice. I don't know what to say. Tell us about Peyton's funeral home. Should I give you the press release? We don't do the No, but you used to work for him. I do. It's called Exit Here. It's called Exit Here, and you can get kind of fancy, like almost Conran designed coffins. Yeah. Really. Why really? the fuck they, they build me a crypt? I'm sure they I really could. Want a crypt. Really? really? Yeah. Kind of a terrazzo Just style be crypt. Weird as. Weird. Yeah. Really weird. I'm freaking yeah. my wife out. <laughs> Part of the, we, you know, we talked about the relationship between restaurants and. PRs, but not so much about the sort of blogging and influencing and, for want of a better word, bullshitting public who do know that they can get a freebie if they mm. say the right things or have more than 800 followers on Instagram. And it's, do you not spend your life trying to sort of filter those through? Yes, it can be very boring sometimes. I mean, every now and again, you get someone contact us and you look at it and you think, oh, that's interesting. Nine times out of ten, it's not, is it? I really enjoy it. I absolutely love telling people they can't <laughs> have a free off. meal. Yeah. I just so delete, what do you get? Like, what sort of them. stuff do you get? But again, so like the hashtag invite, hashtag spawn, all of this stuff is, is, you know, some people say you've got a hashtag invite at the top of the post. It's, it's become this sort of weird micro drama of how, uh, uh, you know, Instagram etiquette and... I think if someone if a, if someone whose career is being an influencer on Instagram, then they need to let people know when they've been invited somewhere. I think that they're not paying for their incredible five star luxury hotel in the Caribbean or their uh, you know their amazing dinner somewhere. They need to be honest about it. But we do get asked a lot, like every single day, by multiple people: Can they stay in the hotel? Can they have a free room? But the the, the thing that really gets us. Which is, hotels do you look up? Because I. Where, where can I get a... Because I'll do a hashtag. I'll do a hashtag. You're not an influencer. I'm not an influencer. Okay. Nobody okay. reviews twin rooms, do they? Interesting. Um, the bunk there are bunk beds in the Pilgrim. Do you, want the, do you want the bunk beds at the Pilgrim? The thing is that that would be a really good niche for me and you. Me and Sam like the twin room boys. Yeah. Nobody reviews twin rooms, Change the podcast. They're like, oh, this was a bunk, this was a part, but oh, they're a bit close. <laughs> and we could do like... Oh, there's one towel, we needed two. 
And our, uh, our, yeah. our, our avatar yeah. would we be Arnie and Danny DeVito. Oh, twins, twins yeah. Twins, oh. Which one's which? Let's not go there. I'd be Danny okay. DeVito every day of the week. Gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah, that works. You went too very short. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the people that we would like to give free meals to never ask for them. Is that a, yeah? You know? I think you're right. The ones that want free meals ask to collaborate. Oh, God. we want to collaborate. With yeah, we you get or that a lot. With you, and we're like, really? Mm. We well, get that a lot. collaboration here? You're getting a but free do meal. You have, do you have a list, like a sort of a master list? Just like, right, we're opening this place. Yeah, we're going to invite this, these 15, 20 people. Yeah, of course. Yeah. It's different for each client, but of course we but do. But there's yeah. like a base list where you're like, oh, if we get those 15, 20 people there, that's going to be get good. Get Clarky along. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then yeah. you're like, but then you must look at it sometimes and be like, oh, <laughs> actually, like, you know, a few months ago, we definitely would have had. Uh, you know, Robin Gill on there, but now he's opened that weird hotel place. Like, he's off the list. <laughs> or like, oh, the Pigeon Boys, you know, they're Definitely way off the up list. there. And it's like, I, mean, I oh, tried no, to text you and tell you you weren't invited. Nobody cares about the Pigeon Boys anymore, <laughs> no so they, they come off that core list. We're not quite as harsh as that. No. Right? And no. it cha- like we said, it changes client to client as yeah, well. Yeah, it depends what it is. depends what the party is. I think, I think if we bowl up through the front door, you're going to be like, But oh, you do, God. though, don't you? Like you gate crashed our Christmas party. Christmas oh, yeah. party. Vino. <laughs> 11th of December. Outrageous. That was his fault, not mine. Why is that my fault? Why is that my fault? You're more confident than that. I just arrived. That's irrelevant. James James walks past the door, waves, a cheeky wave, and I thought, oh, he's coming in. He didn't just walk past, he was texting us. (laughs) He was texting you. But you were very welcome. We, no. You were. We'd had, no, that's sweet, very kind. We'd... (laughs) Had our mine and Sam's <laughs> annual Christmas lunch because Christmas only comes once a year uh, oh. to ticky off boys and to everybody. Well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'd had lunch at Emil and we said let's nice. go and see if Luke nice. is kicking about. And, and so was. we went to Passione Vino. Oh, and he hey. said, "Boys, I can't talk. Hey. I can't do an impression. Do the impression hey. of the I can't keep you here, boys. We got the. Wow, I can't. I can't. Uh, we got the. <laughs> he's got the depth. He's got the depth. We got the Jim and Bill and uh, Pio. Oh, he's South African. <laughs> yeah, got South African on it. He didn't. Yeah, got, I was doing that on purpose. Anyway, so we got the Jim and Bill and Pio, Jim and Bill and Co. Pio fucking Christmas party. <laughs> They're all idiots. <gasps> Get out of here. He didn't say that. He just no, said, he we've got us. them coming. So I thought, brilliant. We're going to piggyback Rubbed your hands this. together. <laughs> <laughs> texted you guys and said, can oh, like, you did text Sam me, and I are around. Yeah. Can, can we pop in? Can we pop in? And you couldn't say no. No, and, we can say sorry, no. we were fucking disgracefully behaved. And I'm sorry. I think I messaged you the next day saying, I'm really sorry. And thank you. And It was fun. It, it was, was fun. honestly. Just, yeah, we're, just, a team, we're a team of all I, women, so it's nice to have a couple of men in the room. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Thank you, Alice, because that was going to be my, my yeah. next question. We're, well, we're, we're actually was... we're looking to hire at the moment, and we'd we love are. a man. We would. We would. Sam's Sam. got his hand up. Yeah. Come and join us. Yeah. His middle name is PR. Yeah. <laughs> you see me. You see I'm good with people. Stands for public record. Yeah. Him and the heavy metalers. Yeah. Yeah. Or Great. single farmers, you need to send me out. I'm oh, single to go farmers. In the field. Yeah. I don't mean Come for an interview. In Alice will interview you tomorrow morning. There uh, we go. You know, 
but yeah, thank you very much for letting us crash your Christmas party. I hope we didn't That's ruin it too okay. much. But you left, you left not long after, so that was good. We wasn't went it? to the French went house. To, went to the French house. Yeah, oh, it was great. Neil, had some, had some delicious brown food. Oh, it was love brown really food. Really yeah, bloody great. We took over the whole place. We did, a, we did a quiz, end up in quiet. We did a quiz. We did a bit of sort of restaurant charades. We S- smoked some crack. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, <coughs> no. Restaurant charades, that sounds like a really good podcast game. <laughs> <laughs> Do one. Do one. That would work you really well, wouldn't it, for podcasts? That would work really well. <laughs> Do, one. <laughs> Do one. Thanks very much. Just going back to the blaggers, um, <laughs> we need to talk about people that What's your favourite blagger email? Well, no, it's not the emails. It's, it's people emails. that... T- it's not apart from you guys. You guys are cherished. But when people turn up to our events... and uh, there's Gate crashers. Complete gate crashers. And there's a community of them. And they, they converse online. Oh, really? They're yeah. professional gate crashers. And they turn up to That's parties. Amazing. They have done... Kind of scary. For years and years. It's kind of scary, yeah. I chased a man around the curtain holding a glass of red wine once <laughs> at the launch party. Are so food- I don't think that you've... You're supposed to be here. It's really yes, weird. I am. Yes, I am. So no, you're strange. not. It's, it's are they sort of food grammars or are they just no, random? No, 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 oh, no, 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 completely they're random. Kind of like in their fifties and sixties. Uh, a bit older, and they really like going to sort of launch parties weirdly. That's they all know each other. They all know each other. That's really embarrassing. It's really embarrassing. Do you think one of them might be that guy who harassed everyone at Magpie on that Sunday? Really? He turned up, asked for a slice of the roast beef that was on that day, just to make sure it was up to scratch. Decided to stay, drank like a fish, was unbelievably aggressive and rude. He looked like an EDL member. Yeah. Wow. And then like threatened uh, our man- assistant looked- manager, wow. who was also my brother. Wow. Still is my brother, actually. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> and uh, he was like, I've got some mates who are Michelin inspectors and they're going to come and destroy you tomorrow. And, and you thought, yeah, Obviously, right. my brother in terms yeah. like, this is fucking bullshit. But yeah. when someone's doing that in your yeah. face yeah not quite, so nice yeah so that sort of guy EDL um, Tommy no, Robinson sort of no, vibes it was, no they weren't they so, of... sometimes sometimes you need to try and black because this is embarrassing for me because last night I tried to go to the cinema <laughs> oh my god you blagged your so, way into the cinema I tried oh Sam and got caught it was oh, so embarrassing that's so embarrassing I tried mm-hmm. to go and see Uncut Gems yeah at the Adam Bloomsbury something. yeah gorgeous but why and did I'm you not... try and black why didn't you pay I tried to, but it well, was. Give me the money. Oh, oh. everyone tells me cinema's dying. Nobody goes to see the big screen, the silver screen. Name of the lights. <laughs> Nonsense. It was fucking sold out. I was. I've been looking forward to it for weeks. Oh. So I turned, and I was like, "But what is? What if people don't show up? Is there empty seats? Like, can I go and I'll pay for a ticket? But can I sit down? And they're like, "Well, we have no way of knowing. Somebody might just want to watch the last half of the movie and turn up halfway through. Yeah, oh, rubbish." I was really? Like, Who likely? does that? Who does then that? Then I thought, right, this is nonsense. There's going to be some empty seats in the cinema. I'm going to hang out for a little while in a rage that I didn't book the tickets. And then I'm going to wander, scary I'm going to hanging wander around. downstairs because that was where the lavatories were. Sneaky. So I thought, I'm scary wait, again. Maybe utilise yeah. the lavatory and then kind of try and sneak in. Oh, that's so sneaky. Which cinema? So I get to the bottom. Yeah. Of the bottom, uh, He's now barred. What is it? Uh, Bloomsbury. Curzon, Bloomsbury. Never been. Lovely fancy. You're never going again. Fancy, isn't it? After so, this, you're. So I, stuck, uh, I went down and didn't sneak down the stairs. <laughs> you're allowed to go down there. Right. Went down the stairs. Hanging around the loo. There's a lady there with an iPad. Can I help you? It's like, yeah, I'm just going to the loo. Oh yeah, no worries down there. And then I came out, and, like, and I, as in. I walked out, I was going to just hang a left round to the screen, uh, to the cinema, the actual doors to the cinema, and she went back up the stairs, and I went, that's where I'm going. 
caught she knew. out. She just went, wow. Black on the scares. Scares. This is, scares. This is, this is wow. a film that's going on to Netflix tomorrow. No, <laughs> so not. just wait. No, yes, it is. is. Yes, it Friday. is. Friday. So just watch it on Netflix. Brexit tomorrow, day. Friday. No, it's not. Oh, no way. Oh, Brexit. Oh, James, your face. If you're right, really then sad. that's awesome. Because yeah. that's my weekend. It's brilliant. Exactly the same. But, you know, onwards and upwards. But rejoin the lighthouse there next week. So they'll be letting me in because I booked a ticket. Is that the one with that to William Defoe? It is, yes. Yeah. What kind of accent is that? Robert Patterson. Or William Defoe. The, the Irish William. Very Irish. And William Defoe. Our Pats. So it is. In a Our Pats. Um, how did you, because we often ask people, how did you come to work in PR? Mm. I've been, I'm a kind of PR ride or die. Ten years. Uh, She's an expert. Yeah, there we but go. you were like, oh, I want to do so this. That's what I want to do. Yeah, uh, I started working with Richard Corrigan, actually. Oh, and, mate. Pardon? Oh, mate. Sam yeah. and I are in love with him. Love Richard yeah. Corrigan. I, looked, I, was, I was thinking through His my... His birthday's in our diary. <laughs> really? <laughs> Come on. What, you was, think was, you're going to be invited to a party? I was flicking through my calendar <laughs> the other day. <laughs> And I was like, oh, my God, Richard Corrigan's birthday's in here. And what I do is I put the date of birth so I know what... And then repeat every year so you know how old they're going to be when it pops up. Why? And Sorry. I, I it's random. So, so, so if, instead of going Alice's birthday, it goes Alice's birthday, 1986 or whatever year you were born. Sorry. Close. Sorry, Close. Close. Seven. All right, John. And then... <laughs> Jeez. And then you know every you know, it's creepy, isn't every it? Year I know it so well. In your oh, phone, so well. you know how old they are. So you That's go, right. happy 32nd birthday or whatever. So I looked at my phone and was like, Sam, I've got, I've got Richard Corrigan's birthday in, in the calendar. Was this when he was on was the show? Was it you? And then, and then I was like, it can't have been you because I put the date, the year. Yeah. And I was it. just so, so it must have been me. And I guess we were fucking hammered with Richard. And I was yeah, like, it was Christmas. No, it was your birthday. It when was your Christmas. Birthday? It was a different time. Yeah. But I thought when I saw it in there, I was like, oh my God, we're going to Richard Corrigan's birthday party. <laughs> NFI. Like, yeah. Wow, yeah. that's yeah. embarrassing. Yeah. Uh, anyway, how did you get into PR, Gemma? Uh, so, going back to the Titanic story, I was uh, finishing studying, well, throughout studying, I was um, working in restaurants and bars. At my last year I worked at Titanic but then it nearly killed me so then I went to go and work at Mirabelle uh, which I don't know if you guys would remember it was Marco's restaurant yeah, yeah. in Mayfair on Curzon Street and I uh, looked after the private dining rooms there which was amazing I really enjoyed it but then I was no off. hang on what else did you I, used to do I, in the private you dining you do this all the time come on <sighs> I would sing you need to give no. us an example yeah no I'm not going to give you an example what would you well, say I, went, I was at Where music college I was at music college okay. I went to music college for four years um, was it just vocal or did you have an instrument as well? I oh played the piano God, and clarinet, so but... <laughs> is that funny? Yeah. Uh, but singing was my thing. I was training to be a classical singer. What was your vibe? Like, if you had to say a singer we know and love now? Well, it was it was classical. I would sing leader. Oh, what, like choral stuff? No, like song, Nelly like leader, I think opera. you're quite jazzy. But now no. I'm quite jazzy. Now I don't sing that. I don't sing classical like, stuff so anymore. Like, late Joni... Lady <laughs> Jody, we put an era on like, it. But it's Nina Simone. Yeah, no, well, the Queen. Yeah, no, I, mean, I couldn't ever. She's an amazing singer. I think no, you're going to have to sing. No, 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 no. I don't know. No, I wouldn't I, ask you to do that. No, afterwards. Afterwards, no. not yeah. recording. Uh, but anyway, I, anyway, I was at music college. Did you ever I sing worked. Too, too oh, fat polka. <laughs> 
trying to tell a story. <laughs> he interrupts <laughs> with stupid questions. We <laughs> sing for a supper. Anyway, um, <laughs> yeah. uh, yes, I was at music college and I was working at... So I would... There was a, a pianist in the bar at Mirabelle and at the end of the night I would sing. Amazing. Pick up the microphone and do a little bit of singing. It was really fun. <laughs> That's cool. I loved it. Anyway, then I went to go um, and be reception manager at Asia to Cuba when that opened at St Martin's Lane. That was 99. Fusion. September September 99. Hey, that was Asian Fusion uh, yeah. sharing coming to London. Um, critics hated it. It was rammed. What was Asia to Cuba? What was Asia to Cuba? I know the name. I thought it was it a was dance Asian movement. Fusion. Asian <laughs> Fusion <laughs> like Cuba. No, it's kind of sort of no, no like nothing like no <laughs> It's Asian Cuban. Like, you know, so you would get... Some kind of yoga. Yeah, but that's like... It, like, no is like... Uh, what's it called? Not Nikkei, like P- Peruvian yes. and Japanese okay. kind yes. of thing. Yes, yeah. but it was um, it was really big big portions, right. big portions so sharing platters in the middle of the table, oh, really? um, and it was that yeah. Balance. I'm up for that. That's also yeah. a Heat magazine, isn't it? Is it? Yeah, yeah. it is. No, it's not there anymore. I don't think it's there anymore. Is it there anymore? Right. Well, it was the main restaurant IP. in St Martin's Lane. Big barbershop. Plate. What fusion? Mm, Sam, yeah. mm. But it was fun. So anyway, I worked front of house and back of house uh, for the hotels that were then owned by Inchrega, St Martin Lane and then Sanderson. And in my last year, I got into PR. And they very nicely said, uh, why don't you um, do PR for the restaurants and the bars in-house? And I was like, That's, that sounds like a great idea. And Elizabeth Crompton-Bat, who's my mentor and guru and amazing woman, just gave me a few um, telephone numbers of journalists to call up and invite them in for lunch, and I did. The rest is history. So you were doing, you were doing the Sanderson and all that. Yeah, just just um, restaurants and bars. Who were the journalists? But the, the, <laughs> um, I don't think they're journalists anymore. Or they're I must have put them off. <laughs> dead. Dead. Yeah, they're they're not be. dead. Oh. I can't remember. I can remember one, but she's Jan she's Meyer. not writing anymore. <laughs> Danny Meyer. Yeah. Jan Moyer, not Danny Jan Meyer. Jan Moyer. <laughs> Danny Meyer. <Dyer. laughs> Danny Dyer. Um, <laughs> Danny Dyer. Uh, um, yeah, no, some of them are still a, some of them are still around, but it was really good. It was great. And do you still enjoy what you do? Love it. Really? Yeah, are you kidding? That's cool. Do you do you enjoy? It? Yeah, absolutely love it. I'd hate to do a job I didn't enjoy. Oh my goodness! How can I run really a business depressing. that I didn't enjoy? Love it. Love every you day. You can't work in this industry if you don't enjoy it. It's too it's too intense. Is your hand up, Sam? Yeah. Why is it? Hate up? your job. No, but you know, it's a pain. Oh, that's oh, a pain. Yeah. Really? You gotta that's eat that. He spends too much time with Bob Granley, so now oh, Sam's grumpy like, oh, Bob. Bob came in today. Grumpy oh, did he? Sam just channels Bob now. He's like, ooh, do it. We do love him. We love Bob. All right, should we quiz? Yeah. Okay, so these questions are to both of you respectively, so we'll try and answer from both of you separately of one another. But maybe you agree, maybe you don't. Maybe this illustrates some real fault lines in your relationship. Oh, bloody hell. Okay. (laughs) The first part, overrated, underrated, or correctly rated. Okay. Uh, Non-standard boots. What? (laughs) Boots. Boots. What even are non-standard boots? What do you mean? See a guy in knee-high boots. Interesting. uh, See a woman in a... I'm trying to think of another kind of boot. Give me boots. Timberland. I saw a guy in weird boots today and I thought... Let's see what people think about I think people I, I wearing think boots. Puss in boots. I think Puss I don't. Boots. I think Puss in boots <laughs> wears a weird pair of boots. I, I think I don't care. You were in a play. I was in a Cyber play dog in primary arrive. school and I was wearing silver pantaloons. My nan made it. A silver waistcoat. Well done, a silver beret with a purple feather on it. 
and a pair of my mum's boots, sort of slouchy ankle boots. Because <laughs> I was playing Can we see a, a photo? I was playing a prince. Right. But I'm like, if I was walking around Coldrops Yard rocking those boots, yeah, not how would you feel about it's it? It's a bit not so great. Uh, Noel Fielding, isn't it? You know? Yeah. Like a yeah. kind he of wing a non-standard picker. boot. Yeah, OK. What do we think about um, no Sandy leaving Bake Off? Not discuss that. I actually didn't know Tumbleweed. That. Tumbleweed. All right. Why is she leaving? Who's taking over? What's happening? Don't know. Just thought... Interesting. Said, the Tiki Off boys are probably in the running. Yeah, come on, boys, go. you no, can do it. You're not getting t- any other middle-class white males. Yeah, that's true. Mm, good point. Uh, <laughs> all right, so but, but whatever. Yeah, whatever. Like. Nor should you. Uh, okay, yeah. save them. Next. Okay, uh, bakeries. Overrated, underrated, or correctly rated? Depends what bakery. But how do you feel? Bakery that, section of Morrison. How do you feel? Yeah. That, how do you feel? Oh, people no. rate real, bakeries. Jenna's a real snob, by the what? way. Can we just say? I am so, so fucking not. snob. I'm gonna fill in the blanks. I'm gonna fill in the blanks. Then you can you can you can answer. Sam means like posh ba- bakeries. Bakeries, like the kind of bakeries that are covered in Eater London's. Yeah, so bakeries. like East London bakeries where you get a, a lovely sourdough. Yeah, yeah, for like. Yeah. Dusty knuckle though, oh, always dusty love knuckle. Love a bit of dusty knuckle. Yeah. Correctly oh, yeah. rated. Correctly rated. Yeah. Tick. Should be highly rated. Yeah. yeah love them. Yeah. Banging. How do you feel about them? James? No, I, I agree. Yeah. I think. I think. Love you know. I, th- I think there's room for Percy Engel. Yeah. No, there on is every high street. But, there is room um, for Percy Engel. Rabs. But, Rabs. Oh. Rabs but, on Essex Road. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best. <laughs> Imagine the, doing the PR for Rabs. That'd be brilliant. With PRs, we can't stop talking. The, uh, yeah, I think the the respect given to a place like E5 and Dust Knuckle, fully deserved. It's a craft that is crafted well. You said you can't get a word in Edry, but wasn't the questions directed at us? Then he asked me. <laughs> um, Next. Now, now. Uh, overrated, <laughs> underrated, correctly rated, Volavance. Oh, underrated. underrated. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> Do you know what Oslo Yes. No, that's a brilliant, that's it. Yeah. Your that's hair will it. be even poofier than the Bonavons. <laughs> 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 I'm sure. Was it a year ago? No, a couple of years ago, we really did work our best to re-establish the Volavon. Oh yeah. On like every menu, everywhere, yeah. it was a thing. In fact, I think it, it was. I'm sure it was like in the style barometer, the yeah. avocado something. Was it avocado? I can't remember. It was a Volavon in Ottolenghi, and we were like, yeah, this is amazing. Ottolenghi. We did want a pigeon the other day. How'd it go down? It was delicious. Very well, but it... everyone loves a bit of puff pastry and yeah. something in the middle. It's a no creamy. brainer. It's, it's, not, it's not a volavon, it's an upside down pie. You know, yeah. people be saying. Fools. Uh, just okay. call it a volavon. Uh, you know, boring people who say it's not a pie, it's a fucking stew with a lid on. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that was one of James's. There's two more from James here on the overrated and overrated quickly rated. Enjoy. Mrs. Brown's Boys. <laughs> oh, no, never seen Overrated. Didn't I've never just so shield them. They just won over Fleabag. Fleabag. How is that possible? How? It's really depressing. Oh, I can't How do you feel Fleabag is rated then? Oh, lovely. Bag. Is correctly it, yeah. rated, it's correctly. winning awards and yeah. it's incredible. Yeah. I was Amazing. watching a 90, uh, 2008 episode of Waking the Dead last night. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Do. wow. And there's a character dinosaurs? in that. Waking the Dead, no, that's Walking with Dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> No, there were no dinosaurs other than Trevor Reeve, but um, I'm still on my he, first I love thoughts. him, he's so handsome. So I, we started watching Waking the Dead, and it came on on iPlayer after what we'd just been watching. And it started, and 
I was like, oh, God, this must be this must be the early 90s episode. Trevor Eve, the great Trevor Eve, he looks about 12, and he is so handsome as a youth. So I was sitting there, sort of a little bit homoerotically frisky. Wow. And then I was like, oh, my God, the editing on this is terrible, and the dubbing is so bad. I can't believe things were this bad in the early 90s. What the fuck? And then they suddenly said... This happened 15 years ago in 1993. Yeah. And I realised it was 2008. It was still that shit. <laughs> and now I can't remember why I started that story. <laughs> we were talking about Mrs. Hand. Brown Boys <laughs> and Brown's how awful boys, it is. Fleabag. And there was a Fleabag. Yeah, I'm afraid I just don't get Mrs. Brown Boys. I don't understand. I don't, I don't understand it. No one does, but this is either. But is it like that show that Ricky Gervais is on in Extras? No, is that what it's extras like? is good. No, extras is good, but the show but, that his yes. character Andy Millman is oh, on. Oh yes, extras. no, oh, is it I forgot like that. that. I think so. Yeah, I've never watched. Yeah, yes, so he sort of I've made never a joke watched a whole episode then. thingy of it. Like he made a joke about that kind of thing then, and then it actually became a real TV then series that was that popular. I don't yeah. know. And the final question of overrated, underrated, correctly rated: mortadella. Oh, underrated. you do a, you do I a mortadella it. sandwich, don't you? Yes, oh, love so mortadella. Perf- perfectly rated. There oh, we go. Nice. Oh. Yeah, gorgeous. Sons and daughters. Yeah, yeah. mortadella yeah. sandwich. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we didn't pay them to say that because we can't afford them. <laughs> <laughs> Eight grand a month. Is yeah. a lot of money. <laughs> Bargain. And the rest. Um, Email us. Okay. <laughs> and the second part of the quiz. Doctor <laughs> Cool. Okay, so the quick fire. So the first answer comes into your head, and you're welcome to expand. Oh shit! I like this new tone that I've brought on. Yeah, for this. that's it's suddenly become very serious. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, food-wise, which city do you wish London was more like? Ripon. James what? says Ripon. Ripon. Leeds in, is so disappointing for food, actually. Oh, yeah? As much as I'm from Leeds, so that's out. Well, I'm from Chichester. James told me I am, and Chichester is disappointing as well. <laughs> I'm Whereas from Hastings. No, <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Good pod in Hastings. Is I, I once cancelled yeah. a gig in Hastings just because I was like, <laughs> this scared, is I'm scared of Willie the Conqueror. And we we cancelled the gig. I was like, I can't sing. My throat's really bad. <laughs> <laughs> it was proper rough when I when I was a teenager. Apparently, I think it's quite cool now. It's up and coming now. It's yeah. up and coming. Um, yeah. People are doing some good stuff down there. Thoughts on New York versus London now, Gemma? Oh, oh, Alice. Oh. Uh, I think that's a tricky one because there was a time everyone was going, oh, London is so way better than New York, way better than New York. Actually, I think New York is pips us to the post. Yeah. New York is, when we were talking about sort of closures earlier, James is grimacing, and when we were talking about closures earlier, I just feel like New York is much faster, and so there are quite a lot of closures. There's quite like, closing and opening, closing and opening. It happens quite fast, and I just feel like London is... Is that a good thing? I don't think it's a bad thing. I mean, no, it's, no one gets a chance to settle in. It's to... not great having... Well, you it's hope that people do. lots of new restaurants to open. Booming. No, I think that it's, it keeps everyone on their toes. It, it keeps everyone on their toes. It's never good when a restaurant closes. Unless, yeah, yeah no, it's never good. Unless it's shit. Um, but, um, but no, does, I think all the owners are crook. Oh, oh but, sorry, yeah. sorry. I, yeah. I've actually got another answer just quickly. Yeah. Melbourne. Melbourne is yeah. the best city for food. Oh, you loved it, didn't you? I fucking I've never love been. Melbourne. My, sister, my but, sister lived there. She, she says yeah, I would thing. love to go. So like, good. Loved it. So far, the flight. How many brunches can you eat? Wow. Salmon and Granted, it was only three days, but we had three days in New York, and we walked away thinking very much 
that London was a lot better than you. Oh, oh that's good. That's cool. This was last June. So well, that's yeah. good. I'm and going in a week, and so I will test it out. I think New York that, is really expensive. It's got, oh, it's so got expensive. crazy expensive. So expensive. And also, beforehand, wow. I would have said New York, hands down, New York, hands down. But you until, really feel like... And I was like, do you know what? London, fair play. Wow, that is interesting. And we're cynical fucks about London, to be yeah. honest. Most places mm. we think Yeah, it's an absolute dump. I mean, I think London's like the greatest city in the world, but I'm always like, is, you know, are we there yet? Are we mm. with New York? Mm. Oh. And it's always this kind of, yeah, we're better. Oh, no, we're not. Yeah, we're better. Mm. I don't know. I'll come back in a couple of weeks in time. Okay, uh, quick fire. <clears throat> Who were your teen idols? Morton Harkett. <sighs> oh, yeah. Yeah. That's my oh. wife's too. Oh, so man. Boring. So hot. He was so hot. He is so, so hot. So boring to say Spice Girls. No, yeah, it's really fine. boring. That was James. You weren't, no, a, you weren't a teenager when they were around, so no, next. Okay. What? No, oh, no, no. Was it a teenage? Not throb. What was the question? Idols. No, teen idols. But yeah, teen, teen idols. idols. When you're a kid, yeah. who's your idols? I don't know. When you're a yeah, kid, I'll, I'll, I'll accept mine. Spice Girls. Thank James, you. who's yours? Um, oh. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Harry Kill. Harry Kill. <laughs> What? Well, Mark Viduka. Uh, what's the best pasta dish in London? Oh, come on. Caccia Pepe. <laughs> oh, Padella. It's so good. Is it? Yes! Uh, I, I throw Caccia Pepe on the bus never every week. It. Have you never, never had it at Padella? The peachy. The peachy. It's rubbish. I mean, what it's is it? Not. Cheese, black pepper. Put some chicken in there, some peppers. Cheese and black chicken. <laughs> Cheese and black pepper is like heaven. Yeah. It'd be yours? better with mortadella in it. Uh, in London? I don't know. What pasta do I like in London? You don't like anything, Sam. OK. What would be yours, Alice? What's yours, Alice? Um, I'm going to go off piece and not mention a client. Good idea. It's, not, good even, it's idea. not even that good, but Ciao Bella. Oh, yeah. it's great. All day, it's great. Ciao Bella. Oh, cool. No, but what's the dish? The, the carbonara Bella. made with cream. Yeah. Gorgeous. Yeah. They put cream and carbonara. Exactly. Yeah. Ciao Bella does. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, but that, I, well, grew, I thought that was supposed to be authentically Italian. Tradition. But yeah. I grew up on cream and carbonara. It's delicious. Gorgeous. And I'd never order carbonara. Grass and yearly at Pastaya. Yeah, that's great. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's Fish great. Do you, know what people, no, no, no. do you know what people can't do in London? Is ragu, bolognese, anything like that. It's always crap. I'll teach I you totally myself. disagree. Really? Yeah. Can you not make a better one at home? No, I can't. Really? No, I really can't make a better one at home. I would genuinely, I'm a rubbish cook, but I would genuinely put a ragu that I make at home against any of these pasta people and be like, that's better. No so way. So many thousand people. No, Angela does an amazing <laughs> lamb ragu, doesn't she, mm. with olives do you not think, do you not It's so good. always feel a bit undercooked? No. The, the, uh, undercooked? Flavour-wise, flavour-wise. The sauce. Just a bit, what a ragus bit have you had mm. in London? You obviously haven't had the best. I've had loads of pasta. That's Trilla, okay. I think it's got... It's got What's the next question? <laughs> why? 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 No, I've I just got, I, I'm just, I can't. I can't be bothered. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not in disagreement with you, right. but I feel like we've had. Uh, you know, yeah, I want to go end around in a good circles. note. Come okay, on. All right. Next we, question. I mean, there's some questions coming that are going to end one way or another. So, uh, what's your rainy day? Your poorly. What film are you watching? On the sofa, probably a blanket, maybe a hot water bottle. Okay. Probably I mean, maybe a cup of Horlicks, hot chocolate, Com- or a combo chocolate a multi- chocolate. What about something like Some Like It Hot? Love that film. Oh, Watch that nice. Christmas. It's that's great. Are you, are you a woman in the 80s? <laughs> Why 80s? Because that's the sort of thing like Meg Ryan would have watched when she was... I was actually going to say is. you've got mail, so that's... Oh, that's, that's great. great. That's a callback. That yeah. <laughs> really? The question is, what's better? Sleepless in Seattle or you've got mail? You've got mail. I find Sleepless in Seattle really boring. 
Tom Hanks is that bad to say no, that? Tom Hanks just isn't. It's yeah, just a bit boring. What's your What's your poorly? It's got to be. It's got to be something like Pretty Woman. Yeah. Love Pretty Woman. I love a bit of Julia Roberts. But some sort of dodgy politics going on in that film these days. Though. Interesting. Yeah. Not you're bad. absolutely right. But, but it holds up. I was like, I just rem- Pretty Woman. I would think I was 11 or 12 when it came out. And uh, we watched it, and I just remember the school being like, oh, I'm not sure about this one. I'm not sure the girls should watch this. Uh, is it promoting uh, prostitution? This is uh, tricky. Well, it is, definitely is. Like, yeah. I didn't want to become a prostitute yeah. after sure watching it. I did. Yeah. <laughs> some, some hot rich. <laughs> Big mistake. Big mistake. Huge. 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 Sounded like this hot rich guy is going to buy me clothes. <laughs> Oh, I'm going to look so pretty. Look at this. you would. And she had really interesting boots. Yeah, yeah. In the, exactly, you know, so. wow, thigh-high yeah. boots. Yeah. Never rocked a pair of thigh-high boots? No. no? It's weird to leave a Turn up to a client meeting, like, what up? Cool. What? <laughs> Can you imagine? That's some powerful <gasps> energy. How embarrassing. No, trainers every day. Okay. Uh, the final <laughs> question of the podcast today. Uh, the pair of you have been kicked out of restaurant PR. I'm not going to reveal the reason, but you've been kicked out. This is a theoretical situation. Theoretical. He's not telling <laughs> you. Interesting yeah. when it's my own company, but that's fine. So okay. Yeah, you're out, though. You're We're out. out. You're out. Company's closed. Everyone's fine. You have fired. no career left. Sorry, guys. You have no career <gasps> Sorry, left. Lois. Sam, Sam Sorry, is Lois. bitter, and he has corralled all of your clients to sack you on the same day. I wouldn't do that to wow, you. Wow, Sam. You guys are no, going to come on, just watch you. Can't we say, it's like, oh, what so have they, have play, they have to play along, but you no, don't. But you come don't on. have to throw me under the bus. You'd be like, Vincent Gravy has stitched you up. You no, know, hang on, what have we done? I want to know what we've done. I can't reveal that. It's, well, it's really quite horrific. <laughs> it involves boots and Vincent Gravy. Uh, Anyway, so you've been kicked out of the world of restaurant PR, kicks. but you know, you've got bills to pay. You need to rebuild your careers. And I'm we were just you... talking about Pretty Woman. This isn't going to go well. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> so you've got two routes. Yeah. Oh. To use your oh, PR yeah. skills. Here we go. We don't wow. get to choose. Okay. You don't, yeah, you do get to choose. You have a choice. Between yeah, but one, between two. two. Wow. Firstly, okay. you can rebuild your careers in the world of single farmers, they make TV shows about them. I think there's an app. Hang on, now. not only have we lost our jobs, but we've lost our partners as well. No, 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 no. Like, no, no. no you have I've got a div- I've divorced. No, 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 no. You still got your husband. And jobless. But you need to, you know, you've got a Wearing mortgage boots. to pay, and you can either represent, in the PR sense, single farmers. Oh right, okay. You know, PR single, single farmers. Still PR, still okay. PR, PR. PR. Single you need to use your skills for a new in a new area, not restaurants. Okay. Okay. Single, What's the other option? Single lonely farmers, or Heavy metal fans who've just been released from prison. What's the crime? There's a variety of crimes, but there's one thing they all have in common. They love heavy metal. How'd you come up with this shit, Sam? Hang on, hang on. Can we just, can we just like, nail down what we're PRing? The other conversation about the lack of his inbox. The group. Yes. <laughs> no. That's how he comes up with this shit. No one's emailing Sam. It's like, what am I going to do today? Think up random questions. Okay, so you, you, know, you need to take on this task and really sell these groups of people back to society. Single lonely farmers or ex-prisoners who are really into heavy metal? So... The Guardian do Guardian Weekend magazine has a dating column and the traffic that you get through putting restaurants on the dating column being the the restaurant which these these couples go to is amazing because the Guardian has so many listeners. I'm thinking single farmers. 
pitch them to the Guardian. But you're going to have to go and have pitch meetings in farms. You're not going to be wearing those knee-high yeah. boots you were wearing before, walking across a muddy field in Leeds. <laughs> also, so earlier you said it's not just about. <laughs> you know, oh, newspapers. Pull like, back. All we have to do is just get them in the Guardian blind Dating. date column. Easy peasy. Done. Done. Is, here's, um, your, here's your yeah. invoice for three grand, single farmer. I really hate heavy metal, so I ah. just can't imagine. We're both we're both angling towards those farmers, yeah. aren't we, Jenna? Yeah. Interesting. Well, that's good. Sexy single you farmers. Know. Basically, I what, the, be a farmer what the German Berger says is fuck rehabilitation because <laughs> I don't like your taste in music. <laughs> so, really yes, that's exactly <laughs> what we're saying, Sam. That's exactly what I meant. <laughs> I'm joking. But oh, the lonely farmer fell in wow. no way back. No. <laughs> We are going to lose a lot of clients after this. We are going to lose a lot. In all seriousness, though, there are a lot of lonely farmers out there. (laughs) There is. I keep reading about them. There's so many lonely farmers. Go and help them, son. I'm married. Uh, No, but you can still help them. (laughs) Doesn't matter. You can still help them. It doesn't mean help them. You don't have to love them. What are you talking about? (laughs) Wow. Uh, Gemma, Alice, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having us. Uh, I hope you're not cross with us. Wow. Just a little bit. Yeah. I think I was nice. Let's talk offline, shall we? Thank uh, and thank you for the cakes as well. Cakes are delicious. Where are the cakes from? www.com. <laughs> 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 <laughs>